From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Innovators Radio Show and Podcast, featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned thought leaders, founders, and game changers committed to ideas, innovation, and entrepreneurship well executed. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggle, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes purpose-driven entrepreneurs and game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by executive producer of Stanford Athletics, Beyond the Champions, radio show, and principal of Podfather Media, Tom Dioro. For our guest today, we're honored and excited to welcome Susie Patz, founder and CEO of Love Out Loud App Incorporated. Love Out Loud is a mobile app that uses the infinite collection of good that people do every day to support charities across the country. You can find them on the web at loveoutloud.app. Again, that's loveoutloud.app. Susie, really happy to have you here. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you, Tom. I am super excited to be here. Susie, it's, what, what, there's, share with us an, an inspirational, either a quote or a prayer or a mantra that's something that means much or matters to you that you use somewhat as a guide or a compass, maybe not that intense, but just something that resonates with you throughout the day when uh, things get challenging? Oh, that is such a great question. I think usually, I don't know the exact quote off the top of my head, but it's knowing that there is absolutely no impossibility in this world, that, that everything and anything out there can be done. It actually started, the kind of thought around that started with years ago, I was driving to work and I heard Will Smith on the radio and he was like seriously quoted saying because they were asking him you're doing this you're doing this and you're doing this he's like i know that there is maybe i don't know how to do it yet but if somebody else can do it so can i and and i take that kind of to the next level even if it hasn't been done it doesn't mean it can't be done it just means we haven't done it yet and so that's kind of what brings me back when things get challenging there's always a way there is always something that either I don't know um, or humanity as a whole doesn't know, but there's going to be a way. Share with us just a bit about your personal story of what really, why this matters to you, Love Out Loud. Um, Just briefly, or or if you can go on and on if you want to. (laughs) Uh, We'll do a brief personal story if we want to get into it a little bit more, we can. Um, It actually kind of started eight years ago. Uh, We're coming up on nine now in January. It, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer and that is something that I mean, I know everybody knows somebody who's had cancer and, you know, maybe some of your listeners have had cancer themselves, but it's something that when it happens, it knocks you off balance and you start to look at life a little bit differently. And so my perspective changed and I knew that there was something like more my life was supposed to be about, but at the time I couldn't figure out what that was like. It's hard because you're going through all of this stuff. Your perspective is changing. The rest of the world is going on. Like nothing's changed for them, right? So you just kind of want to get back in the flow, be back to normal again. Um, But then there's that thing with life where when you don't figure something out the first time, it comes back around, make sure that you do. So that was four years ago. Um, When I went out for a run in the morning before work and I got hit by a car suffered brain damage. And that changed who I was as a person. 
and all the lessons. I mean, that's kind of where it comes from. All the lessons I've learned through these things is what's like helps me to have the perspective that I have today. And that's part of what it is and why I'm doing what it is, because I understand who I was, the limitations that I placed on myself before. And then once you're kind of struck with some traumatic event like that, it just, it changes how you look at life. It changes how you look at yourself. And yes, yeah, so brain damage. So I wiped some of it out and had the chance to rebuild it too. I hope not everybody else like has to go through that, but I want to be able to teach people the lessons that I've learned, knowing who I was and who I am now. I can see who people can be. Does that make sense? How was Susie Pryor, if you can recall? Oh, you know, Susie Pryor was nice, friendly. She had, she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have known this at the time. She had very little belief in herself. Um, she was very, very fear-based in her mindset. And the change happens when you don't have that ability. Like after brain damage, you can either sink or swim, right? So I chose to swim. Literally. <laughs> I know, we were just talking about that. Yes, yes, I do swim every morning now. Turning trauma into triumph. What's your thought on that? I think that is the best thing ever. I think I almost feel like that's something that is necessary. And maybe that was part of the challenge before was that life, not that it was really easy, but there was no real struggle. And I think through struggle and I think through the trauma is how we develop our strength. Uh, and that I'm incredibly grateful for. I know when I tell people I have cancer and I have brain damage, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't be. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I am grateful. I, I am grateful I'm not living the life that I was. Literally, it was a complete like 180. And, and it's been pretty amazing. I feel like how many people get to be reborn again in their 40s? I think it's awesome. And I can't imagine it being better. So trauma to triumph is I think what life is about on the real struggle do you think we can induce struggle on purpose I I actually I love that question can we induce struggle on purpose I think that when you put yourself out there in the world that the struggle comes to you. And it's because you're putting yourself out there in the world. Yes, you can sit at home and not do much and, you know, and, th and that's fine. It's just whatever anybody's comfortable with. But when you're living a life that is comfortable, like that isn't comfortable for me anymore. I have to live an uncomfortable life. And that's the struggle because I know in the struggle is where I grow and where I find my strength. Um, that's one of the things that I've learned. So yes, to struggle on purpose. It, honestly, if you're just actively participating in life, I think that's something that's just going to come and you just kind of climb over it, deal with it, go around it, whatever it is. In hindsight, can you see anything in your, and uh, we'll do Susie Pryor. Okay. That what you're doing now makes sense, even prior to the trauma. Like, were there any galvanizing moment or moments that you can go, you know what? I somewhat foresaw where I am now. I didn't know how I was going to get there. Didn't know it'd be the way it was to get there. But, but 
I kind of am who I was. Okay, you're making me think deep right now. I haven't thought about that before. Um, there was a knowing that I was living smaller than I should have, but there was no connection or no, like I said, I didn't have the belief in myself. So there was no, um, I had no idea how and what that looked like. And so as much as I knew that there was something, I, I didn't know how to create it. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what that was. And so it wasn't, I pursued it the way a lot of people do. You do it through the, you know, nine to five. And it wasn't nine to five. I was on call 24 seven, managing a team of 150 professional traders and it was nonstop. Right. And I think that's how a lot of people think they need to live their lives. It's in this kind of nonstop going, going, going. And eventually like you level up and you level up, you level up and that somehow you'll reach what it is that you feel like you're missing that fulfillment. And what I have learned is that's not it. That's not it at all. At least not for me. Um, you're just kind of consist like constantly spinning your wheels. What I have learned where fulfillment comes from, and this has taken a little bit of a direction, a different direction, is through the service of others. And when you do that, when you put yourself out there in the service of others, you find the fulfillment in yourself. And so then things start to come together. I know it's kind of, uh, what do they call it? They uh, kind of feels like that shouldn't make sense, right? But it's kind of amazing how it does. Do you sense a real strong sense of interconnectedness with people? I do. Yeah, you said that before I finished. <laughs> how so? Um, you know, I, I'm not sure how, but I, I, I connect well with pretty much everybody that I talk to, pretty much everybody that I meet. And maybe it's just because I do have a genuine interest in who that person is. I have a genuine interest in, in what they're about. I'm not necessarily, it's so funny. I actually had a really hard time with podcasts and stuff like that at first because I'd gum on and they're talking all about me. And I'm like, no, tell me about you. How was your weekend? I do. I just have a genuine interest in who somebody is. And I think when you come at any conversation um, wanting to get curious about who people are and, and find out more about themselves, that is going to connect you. We all have things that we connect on. And there'll be something that somebody says that does. I was just talking to this woman who's a fantastic connector um, that I actually met through LinkedIn. And that's one of the things that she's like, we will all meet somebody every person is going to have something that we connect on. And so anytime you talk to somebody, there's going to be something that you connect on. And I never really thought about it that way, but maybe that is why, because I'm listening for that. Cause I understand that deep, like in each of us, we are all the same. We really are. And we are, and I'm going to get deep now. We are all connected on this foundation of love. And when you look at each person that way, each person is love. I don't care religion, skin color, status in the world. It's easy to connect. You just see love. That segue into love out loud. Yeah, that's a nice segue to love out loud, wasn't it? Not intentional at all. Um, and, and that's actually, it's kind of where it came from. It was just this recognition after, you know, recovering from brain damage, incredible incredibly aware of how lucky I was, the support that I had, um, 
just, I couldn't imagine being somebody going through what it was that I was going through and that didn't have that. I actually went and did a, um, so who I was changed again as a person. I was back end. I was behind a desk. I was happy, shut my door on the phone, emails. I didn't really interact with people at all unless I knew them, right? I know uh, that face you just gave me. And then after that, I couldn't do that job anymore. Literally, I needed to send an email to somebody down the hall. I would get up and I would go and I'd walk to talk to them. I needed to interact with people. I had to ask, like my office was right by the COO president and I, I, had, to, I had to convince him like, this is not what I'm doing anymore. I need to get out there. And so I became a front of the room speaker. Now, I had no speaking experience at all. So what was interesting was that my first one, they gave me like a week and a half to learn a three-hour presentation on trading and investing while I was offloading my, oh my gosh. Anyway, it was crazy. But one of my first events I was tangenting. I won't do that. Um, one of my first events, I am up in LA. And because of brain damage, I had trouble sleeping. So even though it's not a long commute from Orange County to LA, they put me up in a hotel. I'm checking out. I'm talking to the valet. And he's nice. He's asking me how like my visit to LA was, what sites I'd see. Did I go to the Hollywood sign? I'm like, oh, no, I'm just here for an event. I was only here for the night. And he stops talking to me. And then he looks down at my luggage which was huge. Um, and he's like, uh, are you smuggling a body? It cracked me up. It seriously <laughs> did. Like I, all the nerves I had for the event I was about to do, like lifted. Yeah. I loved seeing who he was, like really that real personality. And then he shared that with me. And so I tip him. And you know, when a, you give a tip to a valet, they don't look at it. I tipped him 20 bucks. So I go in and get my car. And he runs to the window and he's banging on it. And he's like, ma'am, you gave me a 20. And I was like, yeah, I know that was intentional. And I realized, I mean, it made his day. He offered to run and get me a coffee at Starbucks, um, remembered me every single time I went back there. And so of course, then he got a nice tip again, but um, it hit me like how easy it is in our interactions every single day with these tiny little things, right? Some kind of little off color joke, um, just a nice tip for the valet but how easy it is to completely like change somebody's mindset, how easy it is to completely make somebody's day with just some little, you know, comment, us being us, us connecting as people. And that's actually where the idea for this came from. I'm like, we need to, not that we don't want to, we all want to, we all want to do something more in the world. We all want to find our purpose in the world. Um, we all love like, and want that connection with people, but we get, into our days and we kind of go in with blinders on and we go in with the, like do the same thing every day. We forget to do these little things that can impact somebody's life so significantly. And so that was where the original idea was. It was just going to be a little app to remind people throughout the day. Did you do this or things, challenges that they could do and then connecting with other people that are doing good and stuff throughout the day. And so then it just kind of evolved from there. Outstanding. This yeah. is fascinating. You're listening to the Innovators Radio Show and Podcast, KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Susie Patz, founder and CEO of Love Out Loud App Incorporated. For more information, feel free to visit website at loveoutloud.app. Loveoutloud.app. Susie, can you share with us some of the, uh, if you're at liberty to do so, some of the companies or people involved in Love Out Loud? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm happy to do that. I actually just brought on a new senior advisor, um, Tina Sula. And when she listens to this, hey, Tina. She is absolutely amazing. She's got significant experience in the philanthropy world. Um, and she is, oh my gosh. Do you ever have one person that that is really great at being incredibly direct and kicking your butt when it needs to be kicked? Yes, and I actually, I'd like to do it myself. It's called A-B-K-Y-O-A, which is called Always Be Kicking Your Own Ass. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but I, yes, you always need somebody who can kind of uh, block your exits, I call it. Right. It, or, or yeah, or pull up the blinders, something yeah. that you're just not seeing. And she is that for me. And I find that so incredibly valuable. Like, I want to surround myself with that all day. The people that challenge me are the people that I'm always going to appreciate, right? Help me see what I don't see. Um, so she's one. I, I absolutely love her and, um, you know, fairly new to the team. So just she's adding so much. And then um, also working with Ryan Cooper. He's the head of business engineering at um, Minecraft, the Mojang Studios. And so he is phenomenal, phenomenal helping us with the user experience and the gamification of the app and what it is that we're doing. And he's another person that... I'm always watching, maybe you do the same thing. I'm always watching what people are doing and noticing the things that they do that I love and taking notes and being like, oh, I love how he did that. Like, I want to include that. I want to learn from that. So one of the things that he does that is phenomenal and it sounds simple and it is, he asks questions. He is somebody that has been in this industry for over 20 years, right? He's worked on like a number of different really high profile games. And you would expect him to come in and just like spew all the information that he knows. He does not work that way at all. I will ask him a question and he will ask me a question back. And it helps me dive into more of the answer for myself. And he's just kind of guiding me there. And I go, yes, like I love that. And I want to be more of that. But he is a phenomenal, um, phenomenal leader and phenomenal uh Again, like Tina, how she's challenging me, he challenges me, but in a different way, right? He challenges me to think about things differently by asking the questions so that I have to reflect on it. Uh, so really, really excited to be working with him as well. Um, do you want more people on my team? You could mention people on the team. Mention whatever you feel that uh, is going to talk about love out loud as much as possible. Well, it's interesting. So it's your show. It, oh, I love that. Look at me. Um, no. So to the audience, something that I was sharing with Tom before is that I recently discovered Web 3.0 within the past couple of weeks. And here is what I love about life is just because you are focused on something and you see it, it doesn't mean that that something isn't going to change. You have to be open to it and you have to be willing to pivot with it right? You, if you stay too stuck in something because you put so much time into it and put so much money into it, um, and I'm saying that because that was me, then you're, you're going to miss what's next. You're going to miss what's coming and how you can get even bigger and do more. And so as I dove into Web 3.0, everything changed. Same mission, don't get me wrong, still helping people find themselves through the service of others. But what it's going to be is super exciting and I'm just not ready to share what that is just yet. Um, but I know that you're deep into Web 3.0. 
I'm uh, deep, but I'm very aware of it. And you, you, at some point, we're all going to be into it. Yes. It's just that what, what, when do you want to jump in that wave? Well, and I don't know, I don't even think I knew what it was, that it existed, that there was this whole like transition happening, coming up with the internet. I, and I think a lot of people don't, from what I hear, it's kind of just starting to, you know, spread out there. People are just becoming aware of what it is. But to me, it's freaking exciting. Like I said, I go swimming every morning. I go out in the ocean. And it is that when I was, when I was first diving into it, it was that same kind of feeling for me. It was that, holy moly, this is expansive. This is exhilarating. This is like limitless of what can be. And if you choose to kind of go with the flow, right? Ride with the waves, then you just have fun with it, right? You just kind of take what kind of comes at you and you can get, it's, it's exciting. And so I'm super excited about it and what that's going to mean for Love Out Loud. I'll take a, uh, for, for the audience today, is I've summed it up in, with the Web 3.0 is, in my, my opinion, at least right now, could it changes, in effect, you will be the source. Yes, yes. The user, right? The, mm-hmm. the actual internet user. And will I, be the source. Yeah. That's going to be, it's, it's so much more collaborative. Uh, collaborative? Collaborative? Is that a word? Collaborative. It Thank is you. now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that, you know, think about just when, like, your mind is spinning on something, you have this idea and you write it down. You can't wait. You go and call your friend, right? Um, and you tell them about their idea and they're spinning on it too. And they go, wow, that's a great idea. What if you did this? And you go, yes. And then what if it did this? And ideas just get so much bigger. Things get so much better when there is that open source, right? That, that collaborative, collaborative, I'm going to get that one day, that collaborative energy. Um, and so that's what I see is happening. And to me, that is just so much more in line with who we are and what it is that we're doing, that what the internet is going to be is just going to be fantastic in just the best possible way, bringing people together to create together. How do you feel that if you can, if you can look at an outcome or at least try to project an outcome in the web 3.0, how will love out loud be different from what it would have been had we just continued on the same course that the the, uh, the web is now. I mean, that's kind I'll of a say, big question. So, well, and I'll say it in a general way. It. Um, it it opens up. I mean, I think it opens up what was missing about the app before. It opens up the 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 community, the collaborative aspects of it. The because um, one of the things they talk about with Web 2.0, right, is that it's basically web with you can create but it's all controlled right you've got facebook you've got instagram um youtube and so you're using somebody else's platform and kind of plugging into it but there's algorithms and and you don't have your own control in it. and that's going to be the difference with web 3.0 like you said it's going to be user built um and i was using that old model and so to be able to open up to thinking okay there's more Again, that's how it seamlessly, because what Love Out Loud is about is bringing people together. And so it just, it levels it up in a really amazing, good way. I'll say that. What's your idea of create or discover? Oh, I think it, I, I think there are times for both, to be honest with you. Um, I think that there are times when 
you've got so much coming to you and you do want to create. And sometimes people are just in that mindset. They are very creative. They're always thinking of ideas. And then there's other people that are great at when they hear an idea, building on top of it and seeing the possibilities of it. Um, I think both are phenomenal. And I think that's what 3.0 is brings those things together, right? Um, imagine like a, a website where you literally just, maybe you're a creator and it just has all of these different ideas. Creators go on that post their ideas um, of what they've done or what they're going to do and what they're thinking. And then the discoverers can go onto this website and they can be like, that idea really resonates with me. I'm going to build on top of that. And so you have this whole like website of different ideas. And as people build on top of it, maybe it take, makes, you know, some of them take off, some of them less, but then you see where the engagement is. And it's like almost automatic, right? Immediate of what is going to, to build and grow. And it gives so much more ability to everybody, to anybody to be able to do that, whether you are a creator or a discoverer. I think both are phenomenal. It, it getting to uh, love out loud. What do you think has been most a part of it? Has it been through your life, personal life discovery, or you've created it out of your own imagination? It started with life discovery, and that um, spurred imagination. It spurred a different way of looking at things. I think this goes back to the trauma using trauma as triumph. Um, you, again, I, I live for the uncomfortability. I live for the things that push me off balance because then I do have to look at something differently. And so living in that space is never easy, but it is that the creativity, the, eyes, the ideas that come to you because of what you are discovering. Does that make sense? Go even a little deeper. We want to go deeper. Yeah. Um, so if I were to talk about some of the things that I have discovered, it's funny because after brain injury, one of the things that I used to say was that I lost my fear. Um, like it was knocked out of me. I literally had no filter. I was a learning to apologize to people on the daily. And yeah, it was just gone. But what I think it was, I mean, that was a moment, but I, what I think it was, was less a lack of fear. Because I do remember, like I said, I, I did my first um, professional speaking event after only about a week and a half. I was sitting in the lobby at that hotel and I was thinking, I could totally walk out right now. I could just leave. <laughs> so there was fear there. But I think what changed was my belief in my voice, my belief in myself. And so the fear didn't stop me anymore. And so that was one of the lessons that I learned, right? That was one of the discoveries that I had, that I actually did have a strong voice, that my voice mattered. And that was where I started pursuing what it was that we are creating and knowing that a lot of the voices around me weren't going to understand it, but being okay with that and not letting that derail me or take me down, right? So it allowed me to create in a way that actually surprised people that I was moving forward with it instead of listening to them say, you know, yeah, you could do that. Because my first idea was honestly to, to like reinvent the education system, right? Ground up with our knowledge that we have right now, um, you know, using a system that was invented, you know, 100 plus years ago, doesn't make much sense. But nothing but pushback. Like you give somebody an idea and it was all, well, can you really do that? That's pretty huge. You've got to do all these different things. Um, and it's just not listening to it. 
It's believing in yourself enough. So that was the discovery. That was the discovery that I had. Um, and then the creation came after it because I did believe in myself and I didn't, I guess, listen to anybody that said I couldn't. That goes back to my quote at the beginning, everything is freaking possible. This is a great show. This is also the Innovators radio show and podcast. We're talking today with Susie Patz, founder and CEO of Love Out Loud. Our uh, public service announcement is going to go to the Love Out Loud website. It's uh, loveoutloud.app. Imagine a world brought together as a force for good. Love Out Loud is uh, now, good makes more of a difference than ever beyond ripples, beyond the influence that your good inspires, beyond the amazing feeling of fulfillment and gratitude. Each good move you make now gives money to charity. For more information, go to loveoutloud.app. Again, that's loveoutloud.app. Susie, well, talk about, you know, you really going, it's terrific about that, the loss and the discovery. Were there people that you, along the way didn't see your vision, share your vision, and, and embrace the new or the renewed you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's what I will say. I am grateful for them because it teaches you, right? When somebody doesn't understand or doesn't believe in who you are and you do, those aren't your people. They aren't. And so it really helped me. What I didn't understand before with who I was, right? The person living in fear, I did believe those people. Or I would make their voices mean more than my voice, right? So then you're living your life for them. You're not living your life for you and what you believe. And so what I learned was, great. There are going to be people out there that disagree with me. I am going to gravitate to the people that understand who I am, what I see, and what I believe in. And that changes everything. That changes your life in every aspect. Um, and it isn't easy because when you do discover that, there's people that have been in your life for a long time that you have to let go of. And like I said, it's not easy, but it is so good when you understand that there is just that it isn't just you having these great ideas. There are so many other people there that are going to build off of those and create more for you so that can grow. You don't have to sit there and be minimized by people that don't understand. What, uh, what do you think of this? This is a, a bit for a, another show we do, but it, oh. you, you want to go back, go back to what you talked about, a fulfillment, because then there was a real, a real fervor when you said that word fulfillment. Is um, there's a prayer, and I, I don't remember which ra rabbi had said it, but he says, "May you may you uh, experience never-ending fulfillment and a joy-filled eternal existence." Uh -huh. What's your thought on 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 that? If that was the way you walked through this planet and the way you lived your life, it is. It is completely possible. It's all, okay, after brain damage, one of the things you recognize is how much power you have in your mind and how much power you have in your thoughts. Um, and, and, I, and I feel lucky because I was acutely aware of that because I was so sensitive um, that I could not watch TV. I couldn't listen to music. I couldn't read. Every little thing impacted me so significantly. I had a doctor that explained it that generally in our minds, like we have these gates, right? 
and the gates will open a little bit and they let in a little bit of stimulation, right? You see just a little bit of what's happening. Um, and then, it, you know, it kind of blocks out the rest of it. That's the normal mind. And after brain damage, my mind was just so completely open. So I was taking in everything. And here's what I love about that is that I then became aware of how much, whether it was thoughts, whether it was something somebody said to me, whether it was something on TV, whether it was a song I was listening to, I think we listen to these things and we don't understand the impact that they have on us. I became really aware. I am so intentional now, not just the people that I share, that surround myself with, like we were just talking about, but with what it is that I imbibe like holistically, whether it's music, whether it is, um, you know, TV shows, podcasts, whatever it is, because we have that choice, right? We get to build what's in our mind. We get to build what it is that we believe. All these neural pathways, those are up to us to create. And so I think it gets hard because if you're used to creating um, or you have already built certain pathways, it can be hard to break them. But it's also possible that joy in your life, if that is what you're focusing on, life can completely be fulfillment, your joy. And it all starts in our minds. What's your thought in your mind about imagination, how, how important it is? And uh, they'll follow up with, what would you like to add to your show today that we haven't discussed that you'd like to share with your audience? Okay. Go back to the first question. because I got The imagination, imagination, how important it is to you or to everyone. It's a butterfly. Um, I think when you're in that space of joy and fulfillment, it's almost not imagination. It is just that you are so open. You've stopped blocking yourself from seeing what's possible that just ideas come to you. Um, and so maybe that's, I guess, in line with what imagination is, but it is literally just being open to be able to take those ideas in, the imagination. That's where the creativity comes from because you're not you're not stopping yourself. You're not letting other people stop you. So I guess that's my thoughts around imagination. I think we all have this infinite supply of it. We really do. We just have to get our minds in a space where we can receive it. And then something that I'd want to share that we haven't shared Yeah, yet. that not, we haven't discussed that you, you would like your audience to know. Mm. Take your time. No, it's going to seem silly. <laughs> I was just going to say just how much I love them. Like, I, that is one of the things that I think is so interesting about me now is that there is genuine love for absolutely everybody. Um, and then, like I said earlier, kind of how I look at people, understanding that we all are love. There's a genuine appreciation for people who are. So, honestly, that's the only thing that I would share. I love you guys. Um, yeah. Susie, it's been a real honor having you on the show. Thank you so much. We have to have you back again for sure. Okay. That would be amazing. It was great talking uh, with thank you. Thank you. It's an absolutely great show. You've been listening to the Innovators Radio Show and Podcast. Our guest today has been Susie Patz, founder and CEO of Love Out Loud App Incorporated. Love Out Loud is a mobile app that uses the infinite collection of good that people do every day to support charities across the country. For more information, you can visit them on the web at loveoutloud.app as well as the app and again that's loveoutloud.app join us again next time when we welcome another mission driven 
and purpose-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, or game changer committed to smart ideas, innovation, and entrepreneurship well executed. I'm Tom Duro. Thank you. The Innovators radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Stanford, California, and on location. The audio engineer is Eris Chikopoulos and chief engineer Mark Lawrence. And the executive producer of The Innovators is Tom Dioro.